0: Transmitter device activated. Coordinate set for Earth 2.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to a very magical episode of the Earth 2 Podcast. The podcast explores (laughs) the origins and development of the DC Comics multiverse and the legacy of their golden age characters through the silver and the bronze ages of comics. I'm Peter Watson.
2: And I'm David Steele, or am I. I'm gesturing and casting magical sparkles (laughs) and spells. Listeners, welcome back indeed. Thank you for joining us. We haven't recorded in ages. No, that's true. Funny, that. Yes, uh-huh. Weird. Mm. Mm. Let's see if we've forgotten how. <laughs> so, listeners, it's a kind of a special episode this week because we're doing a story which is serialised in three chapters over three consecutive issues of Adventure Comics. First one of these being Adventure Comics issue 413, which was published on the 28th of October 1971. And interestingly, my copy of Adventure Comics 413 has a little date stamp on the front that says... October the 28th, and I've literally only just noticed this, that that's public same date as publication, so I'm now freaking out. Low-key, style. Low-key. That's Joe with a C. Wow. We're not going to bother describing the covers, because even though we do that sometimes when we're not reading the stories, it's just going to save us a little bit of time. If you want to look them up, you can find them on Mike's Amazing World of Comics, which is that fantastic resource of which we're all incredibly grateful. But yeah, we're going to jump straight in, aren't we? Absolutely, yeah. Story over three episodes, over three issues. Starring that magical magician, Zatanna, and obviously someone else as well, who you're about to meet very shortly Now, our opening panel. Very, very moody, big imposing set of gates and a fence. We can see a large, large manor house with a few lit windows and there's a boat of lightning cracking across the sky above. The opening captions
0: say, Stormlit shadows dance across the graven face of the mouldering mansion that is Shadowcrest. Thunder roars its deafening protest into the fearsome midnight sky, but it does little to disturb the concentration of the strange beings who reside here.
2: And we're presumably inside the house in panel two. We can see an older man, very smartly dressed, in an evening suit with a bow tie, greying hair slicked back. We can see shelves full of books and masks mounted on the wall. He's a candelabra in front of him, giving him some light, concentrating on what he's reading. Big book open in front of him, the caption says... This is Zatara,
0: Master Magician. Once his mystic might was strong in the cause of justice, but the heavy hand of age has turned him from that task, and his time is now spent in far more quiet pursuits. The Realm of the Supernatural. Total knowledge of forces beyond the reach of science that have ruled the fates of men since time immemorial. This is
2: Zatara's Silent Quest. And amongst all the gubbins that's cluttering his room, it looks very cozy, I could quite easily live in this room that Zatara's Mm -hmm. in, there's a sort of golden globe held on a weird skeletal stand, and what we see in panel three is three little demon-looking guys emerging from the globe. Zatara hasn't noticed them. Caption for panel four.
0: But strange and sombre are the workings of the occult powers, and in this mystic sphere it is not at all uncommon for the hunter to quickly become...
2: The Hunted. And Zatara whirls around with her. What? As he has noticed the demon guys emerging from the globe and moving towards him. He sends his book flying. then we arrive at the top of page two.
0: Let us leave the master of magic at this moment of crisis and move instead deep beneath the slowly eroding edifice to a dimly lit basement and the heroine of our tale. The mystic power princess of prestidigitation we've come to call... Zatanna, the, the magician.
2: magician. There are four story panels on the rest of this page. The first one is a little scroll caption that reads Len Wein, writer, Grey Morrow artist, Joe Orlando editor. Yes, Grey Morrow, very storied career. And frankly, the artwork in this story, it rivals the Neil Adams stuff that we've it done for quite yes. simply just mm. being the best and the, the nicest to regard that we've done so far. So, this first story panel, what looks like a flight of stairs in the background. You can see Zatanna still in her sort of stagey outfit with efficient hits and a top hat and yellow waistcoat. There's a chap sat behind her in a big chair, wears glasses. As Peter pointed out in a preparation, he looks very much like Stan Lee of the 70s big, yes. thick, heavy tash, side parting. He's wearing polka dot trousers and a little polka dot necktie and a black jacket. And he's watching as Zatanna is conjuring away. Zatanna says, Now, that's what I call magic. She gestures, and there's a sort of cobra rearing out of a basket in front of her. And her friend says, Magic? I've gotten better tricks out of cereal
1: boxes. When someone has the supernatural abilities you have, it's a shame to waste them on sleight of
2: hand. Over panel two and three, we see Zatanna gesturing, and she says, But that's just the point. It's no challenge for me to utilise real magic in my act. Sleight of hand requires effort. Practice. And then she says, elpa And the cobra transforms into a tree. Zatanna's backwards dialogue, of course, reads, Snake become apple tree, so that's quite interesting. And in the final panel of page two, Zatanna takes a bite from one of the apples, how symbolic, and says, And man, you are not, Jeffrey Sloan. You'll abide by my wishes, or I'm liable to turn you into a frog. Oh, there's no use arguing with you. Come on, let's go grab a cup of coffee. First panel of
1: page three is captioned, But
0: hold, gentle reader. Before we go on, there are some explanations due you. Some tales to be retold. Mention the name Zatanna and one's mind is filled with memories of the zesty young sorceress who called on the Justice League of America to find her missing father and
2: finally met with success. As a gorgeous panel showing Zatanna and her father Zatara, along with Hawkman, Elangatyman, Batman, Green Lantern, Flash and the Atom that's obviously referring back to the Zatanna's Quest storyline which we did back in the summer of 2020. Gosh. Mike, that's crazy. That's a very long time ago. It indeed. is. We've been doing this for so long. Mm. And do you know what? I'm going to stick my neck out and say it. I don't think I've ever seen Hawkman look quite as good as he does in that panel.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic
2: side-on view. Yeah, yep, it looks really they all look tremendous. Anyway, the captioning of this little reminder continues.
0: Zatanna, who, like her renowned mentor Zatara, has merely to recite her commands backwards to bring unchained mystic forces into play. Awesome. But, in the time it took you to read these words, Zatanna and Jeff
2: have climbed the ageing stairs and entered her father's musty study, where... Yep, we see Zatanna and Jeff, and Zatara approaching them, looking very concerned, Zatanna says, Dad, Jeff and I were going to put up some coffee. Would you care for some, or... You, a cursed witch! Yes, and Zatara looks very, very vexed, for want of a better way of putting it, and then he says off-camera in the next panel... Anathaz Obviously That reads as Zatanna be gone. Zatanna herself comments dad what are you doing and then jeff says what we're fading away stop him honey stop and sure enough they faded out the caption for
0: panel four says but the sound of jeff sloan's anguish plea disappears with him into
2: the darkness yeah the residue of the sort of green fog that swelled up and surrounded them as they faded out and we can see jeff's jacket lying on the floor so Tara looks down and says i have done as you commanded master They are gone. And a voice from off-panel says,
1: Splendid! Now nothing stands in my way.
2: Interesting. So, over the page, first panel of page four, and the caption there says, Shadows, deep dark reach with twisting tendrils
0: for the two puzzled figures who find themselves falling through a surrealistic nightmare,
2: the abstract hell that is limbo. Yes, we see Zatanna and Jeff tumbling, legs akimbo, through a, a nice yellow and green... Misty, twisty vortex, as Jeff says... Where are we, Zatanna? What's happening to us? I'm not certain, Jeff. Just close your eyes and try to hold on to your sanity. Until finally, strange forms
0: blur softly into view, and the two unwilling travellers settle
2: into spongy soil. Yes, we see Zatanna helping Jeff to his feet. Basically, the aforementioned spongy soil appears to be pink. Lots of weird shapes dotted around very weird organic growths. Jeff says... This place resembles a bad Fellini set. Would you mind explaining what's going on? I wish I knew, Jeff. For some inexplicable reason, my father has transported us to a different dimensional world. I'll use my magic to return us to Earth, and perhaps we'll find out why. But moments later... Satana, looking spectacular here, doffs her hat slightly and says, It's no use. My father's powers are stronger than mine. I can't break the spell that sent us here. Well... Then how do you figure to get us out of this mess? Hold on, Jeff. This will take some thought.
0: And in less time than it takes to say Latzurick Lab
2: Rapia. Yep, Crystal Ball appear. Crystal Ball does appear in front of them. Jeff looks as flamboyant as I've ever seen anyone look in my life, <laughs> quite frankly. He's let across to He's G- wearing the puffy shorts. Yeah, it's, it's Jason King's joke, uh-huh. as we've Adamant. Yeah, or even maybe slightly adam-adamant, but it's very much that, (laughs) as we said at the top, almost that caricatured mass Mm -hmm. media version of Stan we all have in our heads. But anyway, Jeff is saying, What's that supposed to mean? It looks like a rip in the sky. We can see that Zatanna's crystal ball shows a weird sort of, it's almost like a a view of space with some weird twisty curly lines twisting and curling through it. Mm. Zatanna says in reply to Jeff, It's a dimensional juncture. Every world has one. A point where you can cross from one world to the next, at the risk of your life. She points further to the crystal ball and continues explaining in the first panel of page five. It's dangerous, but it's the only hope we have of getting back to Earth and discovering what's happened to my dad. I'm game if you are. Now, the only problem
1: is staying alive till we get there. And then a slow dissolve. Moments later, a bizarre
2: conveyance streaks across the countryside. Now, we've had a flying carpet in the podcast before, haven't we? One of the Spectre stories, I think, Mm -hmm. maybe? People should be writing all this down. Maybe we should be writing all this down.
1: <laughs> Listeners, if you can remember which episode we mentioned the flying carpet in previously, you will win an F2 Podcast No Prize. Ooh. Yes, you can be the yes. first winner. Yes.
2: Yeah, we will send you a blank email or social media message or something. That'd be quite <laughs> funny. Anyway, great shot of them hurtling through the sky now. As Zatanna says, This flying carpet I conjured up should get us to the dimensional warp in no time. Good thing my mystic power still works somewhere in this world. Swell... Now, if you could just conjure up some
1: airsickness pills. Wah
2: wah. Slow dissolve, they're floating over this lurid green and pink Burroughs esque landscape, Zatanna says. Geoffrey, please. This is no time for levity. My father, perhaps the entire world, could be in terrible danger. Sorry, honey. It's the
1: showbiz in me. That line would have killed them in Muskrat Falls. <laughs>
2: Watch an episode of Friends not that long ago when Chandler, I'm sure Chandler would have lineup that would have killed in Albany. Yeah. Something like, I love that sort of thing. It's like <laughs> I should have turned left at Albuquerque. Mm. Anyway, the caption for the next panel. But there are far simpler ways to be killed on this world. Yeah, Zatanna so pushes Jeff back saying, Jeff, look out, as suddenly what looks like a spear or an arrow has come up through the flying carpet and nearly hit yes. them. Good gosh. Suddenly the air is alive with the sound of whistling steel as... <laughs> literally there listeners whistling steel i apologize steve higgins that was a terrible joke but you might recognize the tune i was attempting yes zatanna and jeff jump from the flying carpet we can see lots more arrows whirling past them jeff indeed comments jump for cover honey somebody's trying to use us for a pin cushion Caption them for the next panel
0: once again zatanna and her
2: companions sprawl in the dirt and as they regain their footing yes we see that What looks like some, well, there's no other word for it, they kind of look a wee bit like early 70s comic book barbarians Mm -hmm. with top knots and headbands and necklaces. They're all carrying spears. Walking towards Satan and Jeffrey, Satana says, "Uh Uh-oh, looks like we've got company. And something tells me they didn't come for dinner. Unless the dinner's us. What if Len Ween's written himself into this story? This guy (laughs) does look a bit like him in a way, doesn't he? He does, yeah. We love Len. Caption for panel three of page six then. Slowly, certainly,
0: the bizarre barbarian band closes on Satana and Jeff. But in that single instant
2: before the attack, Satana gestures towards Jeff and says, "Drows and Nids reappear," which translates as "sword and shield appear." And then she says. I'm afraid it's not much, Jeff, but at least now we have a fighting chance. Jeff looks appalled, frankly, doesn't he? Yeah. Having this thrust upon him, and he raises the shield and the sword in the next panel and says, That's what you think, sweetheart. I'm no Earl Flynn. I don't know how to use these things. And. <laughs> Jeff looks very comic here, actually. <laughs> he also is now starting to remind me of the character that Matt Berry played in that Vic Greaves and Bob Mortimer sitcom. Oh, haven't seen it. It started off well and declined rapidly, in my opinion, but there we Ooh, go. Yeah. Let's save that go. for another podcast. <laughs> Zatanna then says, Now you tell me. And she gestures and she says, denurg emogub denaskub quick which translates as ground become quicksand and sure enough we see one of the barbarians sinking into the ground. Caption for the first panel of page seven. But as the
1: uneven struggle continues,
2: yep, lots of sword fight malarkey going on at the foreground as Jeff says,
1: Hey, it's not as difficult as it looks. A little practice and I'll be ready to take on Douglas
2: Fairbanks. And then Satana says in the background, Neer Arab, Yulf, Yawa, which translates as barbarian fly away and we see one poor soul looking appalled as he goes hurtling into the sky and then Zatanna says, what? Another of the savages? Behind Jeff? And before the saucy sorceress can voice a warning (laughs) That's a great description for her (laughs) It's a very early 70s description for her isn't it Len Wein? Mm. Everybody fancies Zatanna, there's no two words about it of course we do. I remember having a great conversation with Pete and Steve Montgomery and maybe Jim as well years ago when Maybe even actually when I was buying a comic we were going to talk about later on and them all going, oh, Zatanna, it was always great when she popped up, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, they all said. Because you had to make do it yourself in the early 70s. Anyway, Jeff says, this is becoming, but you get struck behind by one of the barbarians. Zatanna says, Jeff, oh, Jeff, no, I'll turn you all to
0: dust for that. But again there is the sickening sound of steel on flesh and the
2: mistress of the occult crumples to the ground unconscious. And we can see that Zatanna has been struck by one of the barbarians who has a club in his hand. She looks very graceful as she's laid out on the ground. Jeff face down, his glasses have come off. The barbarians look down at them and one of them says, It is done. The master will be pleased with us. And then we have another caption that says, Continued next issue. The Tower of the Dead. Yes, part two this story appeared in issue 414 of Adventure Comics, published on the 30th of November, 1971. I am reading, in this case, from the reprint in issue 503 of Adventure Comics. All, all three parts of this story were reprinted in the final two issues of Adventure Comics in the digest size. So I'm going to have to squint very carefully to see what's going on here. So, continuing with part two... The first three panels are little captions and illustrations which recap the main gist of what happened of Satana and Jeff being banished, and Satana and Jeff finding the crystal ball and looking at the dimensional juncture, and then Satana and Jeff being assaulted by the barbarians. But then a larger caption gets us properly into things, and it says Fragments of memory that shift and
0: meld to form one solitary thought, one persistent image that presses on her mind, her father. And it all becomes her father and the madness in his eyes. Something put that madness there and she must find out what. But the answers dwell on Earth. And her home world seems so terribly far away. Such are the thoughts that blow through the mind of Zatanna the Magician.
2: And the nice larger panel runs out page one here. And we see Zatanna and Jeff obviously recovered from being knocked out. Zatanna's got her hat back on. That's good. They're being moved along by some of the barbarians through another fascinating-looking landscape. There's a big structure in front of them. A tiny caption tells us that the story is by... Len Writer, Grey Morrow artist. Another caption tells us that part two of this little saga is called... The Tower of 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 the the Dead. Dead. I wonder if that's the tower that they're walking towards. Mm. Mm. Caption then for... For page two of this chapter
0: reads, Then the journey ends, and the memories scurry back into the darkened
2: corners. We appear to have entered the aforementioned dark tower. It's obviously a kind of corridor carved out of a cave. There are flaming torches in the walls. We see Zatanna and Jeff. Zatanna's mouth has been covered, obviously so she can't cast any spells. And they're being prodded along by another barbarian who says, You go in there. The chief awaits you. Jeff says, We get the point, fella. Don't press it. Cool. Capture for panel two. The
0: stench of old meat assails their nostrils as Zatanna and Jeff enter the
2: Old Stone Hovel. The Old Stone Hovel. Might go there for a pint later. See how I feel. Mm. Now we see in the Old Stone Hovel a figure looming from the shadows or sat in the shadows wearing a deep dark red robe and this person says,
1: Welcome. I've uh, been expecting you. My name is uh, Vanu. I'm king here. And off-panel, Jeff says... i tell you who we are, but somehow I think you already know. And then Varnu continues in panel three... Very astute, Mr. Sloan. You're, uh, an intelligent man. If that muzzle annoys you, Mr. Tanner, it can be removed, providing you try no, uh, tricks. If you do, Mr. Sloan will be, uh, put to death instantly.
2: <sighs> Varnu's, uh, choice of, uh, line delivery, uh... It was quite irritating, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Captioning for panel four. A brief nod of the head, and moments later. Yes, we see a helpful hand, probably that of the barbarian, removing Zatanna's gag. Zatanna says, oh, That's better. My tongue was beginning to wilt, and the saucy sorceress indeed does stick her tongue out there. Scary. She continues, Why have we been brought here? The
1: gag was uh, necessary, Zatanna. We know of your powers and you have been brought here as a favour to a friend. There is one in your world who wants you disposed of and has offered me the uh, task. I owe this one a debt of knowledge
2: and anything I can do uh, to repay the debt is small payment indeed. Top of page three now as says, but why are we wanted dead? What is behind it all? I know no more than you do. The favour
1: has been asked, and I must uh, oblige. Jeffrey says, "Tell me, if he asked you to jump off a cliff, would you oblige him too?"
2: There is a sudden blur of motion, and yes, the barbarian clearly isn't up for Jeff being cheeky as he lunges forward and strikes Jeff in the back of his head with his sword. Jeff says, <gasps> "Zatanna says, Jeff, leave him alone, you!" But she's interrupted by, "Temper, my dear Zatanna."
1: "'What I must do pains me, uh, deeply enough as it is!'
2: Jeff is on his knees in the next panel as Zatanna says. "'Just what is it you plan to do, anyway?' "'Yes, I suppose it is time you, uh, found out.' He gestures, waves a hand as if to beckon or encourage someone, and continues. "'Borg, bring forth the riding beasts. "'We have a distance to, uh, travel before our task is done.' Could this chap be played by William Hartnell towards the end of his time as Doctor Who? Is that what you were thinking? (laughs) Legopolis, maybe. Right, the next panel is like something out of a Roger Dean painting, quite frankly. There's a massive big long caption that says, The
0: journey is long and wearying,
2: and the amber-coloured
0: sky is growing dark and moody when the small band finally rains its beasts to a halt. There it stands before them, cruel, unyielding, twisting up with graven fingers to pluck at the stars. A solitary stone structure
2: The Tower of the Dead. Yes, and we see the tower reaching up from the desert with a dark moody sky all around, and we can see that Satana and Jeff and a couple of barbarians and Varnu they appear to be riding sort of giant ostriches mm-hmm. for want of a better way of putting it. Varnu gets his creature to draw up as he says, Soft
1: my pets.
2: We've reached our
1: uh, destination, and woe unto us all.
2: And Jeff says, Swell, the castle of Dracula lives again. Zatanna contributes. Not quite, Jeff, but something tells me you're not far wrong. A slow dissolve the caption of the first panel of page four. Cautiously, the riders canter closer to the bizarre structure, and finally... As yes, Barnou is dismounted, he's standing in front of a large wooden door, and he says... You may get down from your... Uh, steeds now. You'll have no further need of them. And we see Jeff's foot in the foreground of the panel, as he says... <laughs> I was afraid he'd say that. So it's that I me, mean, we're missing a couple of comedy panels of Jeff trying to get down from the ostrich. Looks that, like it. A... Mm. quite enjoyed that, to be honest. <laughs> Satana says in the next panel... Exactly... What sort of tower is this, King Varnu? My people have called it the
1: Tower of the Dead. Uh, for no one to enter this uh, portal has returned through it alive. Now it is your turn to uh, <laughs> enter, my unfortunate friends. Believe me,
2: I regret that I must do this. And the barbarians have accompanied them um, point their spears at Zatan and Jeff as if to force them towards the tower. And Jeff says... Not off as much as we do, sweetheart. Couldn't we take a rain check? Well, caption for the next panel.
0: The heavy wooden door swings silently shut, plunging the tower and its two new occupants into total darkness.
2: Not quite total darkness, because we see Jeff and Zatanna looking very moodily. And yes, that's clearly meant to be Stan Lee, isn't it? (laughs) There's no two ways about it. It does look like him there, Um, yeah. Stan Lee says, Nope, no rain checks. Friendly sort, aren't they? Zatanna says, Quiet, Jeff, I've got to concentrate. Sipor Ithu Su Nukrot Ryapia, which obviously translates as ropes, untires, torch appear. So that's handy. And then caption for the next panel. Reciting her commands backwards, Satana
0: brings great mystic forces into play, freeing her and Jeff and flooding the musty
2: tower with Light! says Jeff, as he's now suddenly holding a flaming torch. I wish you'd warn me before you do that, you almost charred my fingers! Forgive me, Jeff, but you must admit it did the job. We're now at the top of page five. Cautiously, the trapped jewel makes its way up the chiseled stairs. Jeff's a right character, he has some good dialogue <laughs> here, he says. I'm still waiting for Bella Lugosi to come popping out of the woodwork. Your sense of humour we can do without. But there is something strange about this place. Some odd mystic vibration I can't pin down. I... what? Swiftly as if from the very shadows they come.
0: Gnarled, twisted warriors with faces like raven stone. They come,
2: and there is murder in their eyes. Yes, we see that Jeff and Zatanna appear to be at the top of a stone spiral staircase, at least ascending one, and the shadows being cast and armoured figures have appeared, all bearing swords and pikes and knives and horribleness. Jeff says, Now we know why nobody got out of here in one piece! This looks like a convention of Hollywood booking agents! An army of the damned, says Zatan in the next panel. But what is responsible for them? And then she says, Generat tab mar repa, which translates to Battering Ram, appear. And this is great because we see a bunch of the armor guys being struck and forced back by this new battering ram. In the foreground, Jeff swings his flaming torch and says, Maybe they don't eat properly. Hey! Once you get the hang of this game, it's fun. I feel like a poor man's Robin Hood. Awesome. A bit more fighting action in the next panel as Jeff swings his torch and Zatanna says, Well, we haven't got time to continue this charade with your merry men. The occult vibrations grow stronger from above. And then she says, et sorara yawa, Which translates to, Breeze, sweep the warriors away. And we can see a little it looks like a little burst of clouds, actually. A mm-hmm. little, some kind of shimmery effect at the top, which obviously is the effect of this wind. And Jeff says, Sweetheart, there are times when you're a first-class spoil sport. Jeff's obviously enjoying himself <laughs> enormously. This is great. We arrive then at the top of page six. Leaving their opponents sprawled along the stairwell like broken dolls, Satana
0: and Jeff clamber to the top of the tower where they discover... yes.
2: A large open chamber, very oddly structured and patterned walls, but in front of them, in the foreground of the panel at least, we can see a skeleton with a sword through its ribcage, another skull, but there's a weird sort of hovering circular light in the middle of the room. Satana says, This is it, Jeff. King Varnu did us an unintentional favour himself. We found the dimensional juncture and our way back to Earth. A moment of concentration, the proper magic words, and the dimension warp unfolds. Yeah, see the it looks very much like a video feedback effect spiralling in front of yes. Zatanna and Stan Lee in the next panel. Zatanna says, The warp is in flux now, Jeff. It will focus in a moment, and we'll be on our way home. And in off-camera, though, a voice says, A moment, and you may be on your way to hell. Jeff says, What? And then he says in the next panel, Baby, look out! And this weird, tall figure, it's a large, very, very tall man. For a split second I thought it was the floronic man, but it's not Yes, I can see that mm-hmm. it's not bushes and twigs and stuff on his on his head. Instead of hair, he has a set of writhing snakes. God. This fellow introduces himself, he looks down at Jeff and Zatanna and says, You will be nimble, puny ones, but Gorgonus be nimble too and Gorgonus be strong like the mountains as well. He will crush your weakling bones. In the background we can see Jeff looking to pick up the sword that had been stuck through the skeleton, the capture for panel four of page six. Instantly, Jeff Sloane hurls himself through the air, his rusted sword flashing in the air, but Puny one, your sticker not how Gorgonus. He has been in this place since before time. He will be here after time still and he grabs Jeff by the wrist. Jeff drops the sword. Jeff says Anyone ever tell you you bear a striking resemblance to a philistiller? The hair I ah
1: my wrists you're breaking them. Yeah.
2: Phyllis Diller, because we've quickly looked her up on wiki, obviously as an American comedian and actress. And as Peter supposed there, he said, I bet she's in an episode of The Muppet Show. And she was. That's of course, interesting. Of course. She's also in an episode of Night Gallery. So that's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So yes, this is the Phyllis Diller podcast. Over the page, the caption of the first panel says, The thing called
0: Gorgonis glares deeply into Jeff Sloan's eyes and the handsome young talent
2: manager suddenly goes silent. Then... Yeah, Gorgonis points at Zatanna and he says... The puny one with the mouth bothers Gorgonus no more. Now Gorgonus has time for you. And as he points, we see Zatanna gesturing. And yes, our old favourite, the concentric circles are rippling out behind her as she says, If you've hurt Jeff, I'll... And then she says, "Sagami Which means what, images multiply? Mm-hmm. And indeed we then see in panel two that Gorgonus is suddenly faced with no less than half a dozen Zatanas, And he says, What? You tried to outnumber Gorgonus? But Gorgonus is fast, and Gorgonus is smart, and Gorgonus will triumph. And he lunges forward, but obviously he's aiming for one of the duplicates of Satana, because he passes through the dark silhouette, and then falls forward into the swirling loop that we saw, and he says, No! I'm falling! Falling into the sky! And Satana off-camera says, The warp wasn't in focus yet. Gorgonus will fall through nothingness forever! That's a bit of a shame. Oh well. You reap what you saw, suppose the caption for panel four says The sounds of the man
0: thing screaming fades into the corners of the room, and the princess of
2: prestidigitation turns <laughs> to help her companion. Come on, Jeff, it's Jeff. Oh Geoffrey, no She's struck. She's seen something terrible. The camera Pulls back, if you like, for the final panel. We see the looping, swirlingness of the dimensional juncture. But before it, we see what looks to be Jeff, frozen solid as Satana's head falls into her hands and she says, The gaze of the Gorgonis has turned him to stone! And the caption rounds out part two, saying, The dimensional
0: warp begins to quiver and hum, but only the sounds of soft sobbing can be
2: heard in the room. Right, well that's the end of part two. Part three appeared and Issue 415 of Adventure Comics, published on the 30th of December 1971. I'm continuing to read from Adventure Comics 503. So we get a nice strong montage image to kick off part three, and a caption says, The memories come quicker now, flooding across your mind like a terrible tide. Memories
0: of your father Zatara as he banished you from Earth. Memories of old King Varnu, who brought you to his crumbling tower to die. Memories of the Army
2: of the Damned and the Gorgonus, who sought here to slay you. Yes, very moody panel of Zatanna looking... I should expect like Monica from Friends. Maybe it's just because I've been watching a lot of Monica from Friends, but that's <laughs> what I'm seeing. Just Monica from Friends and one yeah. else from Friends. <laughs> I'm thinking Friends Season 9, Courtney Cox is now my fantasy cast for Zatanna. Make it so, someone. Right, <laughs> captioning for the next panel says... And the most horrible
0: thought of all, Jeff Sloan... Your companion in this maddening journey, a victim of the Gorgonese's deadly stare, his lithe muscles now
2: forged of unfeeling stone. Lithe muscles? I got the impression he was a bit of a slob. (laughs) Anyway, Satana looks very regretful. She has a hand to her head as she says, Oh, Jeff, what shall I do? I can't leave you here like this, but if I stay, the dimensional portal will close, and I'll lose my only hope of returning to Earth in time to save my father. This then is your problem, the weighing of worth, the sacrifice
0: of one love for the salvation of the other. What will you do, Sorceress?
2: What can you do? And some captioning reminds us we are adventuring with Zatanna, Zatanna the, the magician. magician, and the story is called Kill, Kill or, or Be killed. killed. And a couple of small captions tell us that. Story Lenwine, Art Grey Morrow. Now the recap's out of the way, we get into the story properly, the first panel, page two, Zatanna gestures and says, No! I won't let this stop me now. We've come this far together, Jeff, and so shall we remain. Then she says, Sitsium Dina Reap, which translates as Mystic Hand Appear. Ooh, Reciting
0: her mystic commands backwards, the Mistress of the Occult brings untold supernatural forces
2: into play, and... And suddenly, Satana is surrounded by a swirling vortex. And even more suddenly, a large hand has appeared, which has grabbed the statue of Jeff. As she twists and turns, Zatanna says, If you can hear me, Geoffrey, pray, for if we don't reach Earth in our first attempt, we'll never get home at all.
0: Once again, the Princess of Presidigitation fuels herself falling through a world without substance, without relief,
2: until... She alights on the nice checkerboard-patterned, tiled floor and says, Thank the stars! I've made it! I'm back in Father's study! And behind her, helpfully, Jeff says... ''You and me both, sweetheart?'' Yes. The hand vanishes from the next panel as Zatanna says, ''Oh, Jeff, you're alive again. You're not a statue anymore.'' And Jeff and his polka-dot breeks are sat on the ground having a little check of himself and he says, ''Right on, honey, but if you hand me the obvious line about my being stoned, you'll have to find yourself a new manager.'' (laughs) That was a good joke, wasn't it? Zatanna hugs Jeff, who looks slightly embarrassed and appalled. In the next panel, she says, Somehow the journey back across the dimensions reversed the effects of Gorgona's spell. You're normal again, right down to your miserable sense of humour. Baby, that's the nicest thing you've said all. Oh my lord! Jeff looks, that's why Jeff was looking appalled, because in the first panel of the next page, we see some little demon cherubs appearing out of a cloud that's hanging in midair. This is, ooh scary. Jeff says, What are they? Outworld demons. Perhaps they're responsible for Father's bizarre behaviour. Jeff starts to fight off the little demon cherubs in the next panel, saying, Well, if you don't get these half pint horrors off of us, you might not live long enough to find out. Patience, Jeffrey, says Zatanna. She wrestles with a couple of them herself in the foreground. It takes time to do anything of importance well, then she says, de Cats Reap, which translates to tweezers and sack appear and then the caption for panel 3 says Instantly
0: Zatanna's magic implements are formed from the ether around her and
2: And sure enough a giant sack appears and we also see a giant pair of tweezers that's grabbing each of the demon kids in turn and dropping them into the sack Fantastic We should point out actually here that Zatanna's costume has got little damage they've torn off her jacket and torn her sleeves of her blouse and Zatanna says Sresweet Wart Snomed Otney Cass, which obviously translates as Tweezers throw demons into sack. Satana then says, Hang on, Jeff. A moment more, and it'll all be in the bag. Ouch. And you complain about my sense of humour. You see that Jeff's clothes have been shredded as well. He's lost sleeves off his shirt. He's lost his tie. Terrible. Terrible. Capture panel four, then. Moments later, after the dust of the short-lived battle has settled, you see the sack full of demons. Sack full of demons, that's a good name for a band that might have supported menswear, isn't Not it? Not bad, yeah. Hovering in the background, Jeff fixes his glasses and says, Here,
1: honey, I saved this one for you. This little nightmare is going to tell us everything
2: we want to know, or I will personally tear it into tiny little pieces. Yeah, you see that Jeff is holding on to one of the demons still. And the little demon guy says, No, no hurt, Grunt.
1: Grunt tell all.
2: Satana looks very disheveled and <laughs> says, You had better, demon, or else. Over the page caption for the first panel there. And after the squirming little creature has told its tale. Yes, we see Grun's legs vanishing into the bag as Satana declares, Nomad Othni Cass. Demon into sack, obviously. And she says, If what Grun says is true, the world stands in terrible danger, at the hand of my own father. Our confrontation may be violent, Jeff. Please wait for me here. That chance, sweetheart. Like you said, we began this thing together and we'll finish it that way. She raises her hands to gesture in panel two, saying, Dear sweet Jeffrey, I should have known you'd say that. I only hope you won't regret your choice. And then she says, Ikatsu ot Ikatsu Arataz, Which obviously translates as, Take us to Zatara. Mystic smoke swirls tall around the courageous couple, and when it finally dissipates... Yes, we see Jeff and Zatanna standing in a street. Lots of people rushing past them, looking panicked and scared as Jeff says, Where are we? This looks like Manhattan and what in the... It can't be. My most dreadful dreams are realised. And then we pull out to a wider shot. Very helpfully, there's a signpost that tells us we're in Times Square. And we can see the familiar top-hatted figure of Zatara gesturing and what looks like a couple of giant green dragons appearing in the city. Zatanna says from off-camera, My father is using his awesome powers for evil. And indeed, we see Zatara, the Elder, saying, Thretnomoth's Nekawa, which obviously translates as Monsters Awaken, and in some brilliant captioning, Like a concrete sea, the pavement
0: parts, and, from the gaping abyss rise, Monsters. Grizzly misshapen mockeries of life that threaten to reduce sprawling Times Square to worthless rubble. Such are the shapes of unbridled madness, the forms of panic and fear. Such are the demons of Zatara, the magician. We're on page five now, the caption for the first panel. But this man who has spawned monsters has spawned something else as well.
2: An overwhelming love in the heart of she who is his daughter. Zatanna moves forward, saying, Father, please, you must stop this madness. You must. Jeff tries to hold her back, saying, Zatanna, baby, don't. And then Zatara Senior says, So, daughter, you've returned, but only to meet your doom. Caption for panel two.
0: Thus it begins, this terrible struggle between master magician and mystic maid, between one who once lent his powers to the protection of mankind, and
2: one who defends it now. A close-up of Zatara as Zatanna says, Father, I beg you, listen to me. Words are worthless, daughter. Tis only actions that count
0: now. Caption for panel three. And violent actions begin to roil the humid air, for Zatanna has learned her mentor's lessons well. Very
2: well indeed. In the next panel we see their silhouetted forms gesturing at each other and in the background rippling energy brings into form what looks basically like, well, I don't know, mystic arm wrestling as Peter puts mm-hmm. it in preparation. The captioning continues. And if what they say of the sins of the father is true,
0: so must it be with his virtues. But virtue is not restricted to sorcerers alone. It too comes in myriad shapes and forms. Yes,
2: Jeff rushes forward to try and protect Satana, saying, Get out of here, sweetheart. I'll hold him off till you do. Jeff, you crazy idiot, don't! But the saucy sorceress warning comes in since too late. Yeah, in the background we can see the writhing tentacles of one of the creatures and it's grabbed Jeff and borne him up into the air. Satana says... One of those monsters has Jeff, and Father just stands there <laughs> laughing. First caption for page six, then. The air grows turbulent with the force of Jeff's thrashing, as... Yes, yeah, see Jeff being born up in the sky in the background as Zatanna, appears to be confronting the actor Vincent Price. I know. And she says, what's happened to you? You're not the man I loved and respected. You've become a power crazed maniac, and you're murdering Jeff. Of course, you simpering fool. Killing him leaves one less foe to oppose me in my conquest of Earth. Caption for the next panel is very interesting. It says,
0: The mistress of magic peers at the mad eyed face of her father, and the horrible visage is quickly replaced by the spectre of the Zatara she once knew. Kind, loving. Then, this too fades, and in its place are the haunting, tortured features of the writhing Jeff Sloan. Yes,
2: that's a very mealy caption, which really just has a, a shot of Zatanna looking mildly concerned and a serious, normal. Face of Zatara, scary Zatara, and Jeff's very pained faces. is obviously squashed by the monster.
0: Weigh their worth carefully, sorceress, the value of your father, he who now threatens to destroy an entire city, against the value of Jeff, who has stood faithfully at your side through worlds beyond worlds. Weigh their lives most carefully, wizardess, and decide
2: as you know you must. Satana makes her choice. She gestures and says, Zatara! Die! And a burst of energy as he clutches his chest and says, No, child, you mustn't. I, I'm your father. Your father! And the caption for the final
0: panel of page six says, And that last bitter fragment of obvious information
2: fades with Zatara into silence. Yes, the creature has released Jeff. Zatara lies. prostrate on the ground, Jeff steps forward saying, Zatanna, what have you done? Whatever else he was, he was your own flesh and blood. Please, Jeff, don't remind me. I did what I did for the greater good, and it appears that there's a sort of white misty cloud is appearing around Zatara. But as grim silence unfolds the scene, the mist seems to take shape. We see a weird-looking blonde woman in a white dress. That's the only way I can put it. She looks like a kind of schizoid Jodie Mitchell, which is probably appropriate for the time period. Jeff, looking terrible, says, Who is she? Zatara says, She, dear Jeff is the elemental menace called Allura, my father's greatest foe. And an asterisk reminds us to... Check
1: Justice League of America issue 51 for details, or indeed, the previous episode of our podcast. Yep.
2: Zatanna continues, She can't exist on Earth without a host body, and father was it. And then Allura says, But I shall find another house, Zatanna. You... Caption for panel 2 The elemental fury hurls herself at the maid of magic who mouths a brief chant, and... Yes, this is all very abrupt. We see that Zatanna is now holding a bottle in her hand, which is open, and Allura cries What? That bottle? No, you can't! And Zatanna smiles and says, want a bet? She gestures, and Allura seems to dissolve back into smoke and get sucked into the bottle. After the bottle is safely sealed, Satana returns to the fallen form of her father. Jeff, clutching the bottle. I hope he's not going to drop it or anything. That'd be... Drops it, she gets back out. Or back where he started. Jeff says, Huh? He's alive again. But even you don't have that power. Satara's sitting up rubbing his chin. Satana says, Relax, Jeff. He was never really dead. Merely under the influence of a temporary paralyzing tranquilizer I secretly injected him with. One of those sleight-of-hand stunts you're always complaining about. When did she do that, I wonder? Anyway, caption for the next panel. And after the master magician regains his feet... Yes, cracking shot of Zatara, it must be said here. Gesturing and saying... Steerts, reaper, rudu. Yep, and that translates also to streets repair yourself. And he continues...
1: It's a sad but simple tale, daughter. Allura and her demons entered our world through my crystal and
2: overcame me by surprise. In my body, she planned to conquer our world. Gosh. i have reach the final panel of the story now, as a bluey grey mist surrounds our heroes as Zatara says, One thing more, daughter. How did you know your spell would not truly kill me? It's simple. I spoke the command normally instead of in reverse. It couldn't have killed you. And then she says, Ecomes, ekat, su mor," which obviously translates to Smoke Take Us Home, and Jeff gets the last word as he says, Wow! How's that for a Rod Serling fade out? And a tiny caption tells us that it is the end. end. And then another caption says,
0: Next issue, the return of the
2: Vigilante. Yes, the Vigilante is going to return again for one of the many times he's going to return this year. And that's us. That's the end of issue 415. Now, probably could have said this at the top, but a slightly edited version of this story appeared in issue 11 of DC superstars that was published on the 28th of October 1976 five years to the day after the publication of Adventure Comics 413 and that's quite interesting it's also quite interesting because October 28th is my dad's birthday Oh, so my go. dad's 31st birthday was commemorated for the first part of the story. And then his 36th birthday, they reprinted it. Interesting. I have no idea what he thought of the story, but there you go. <laughs> that was fun. It'd justify it, obviously, because it was the returning appearance of the Golden Age hero, Zatara. And there was a little trip to another dimension. It certainly was. Ticked all the boxes for a remit there, I think.
1: Yep, it worked very well. And Interesting. And we met Jeff.
2: Yes. We met Jeff. Jeff. I hope Jeff comes back. Action hero, Stan Lehman. Comedy boyfriend, Jeff. That was a lot of fun. The slightly disjointed aspect of it being serialized detracted, maybe, from it being a bit more fluid. I suppose, but it's interesting how they they basically got sent to that other dimension and the Tower of Death, which really ultimately hmm. proved not really that important to everything else that was going on. No, <laughs> it's really bizarre. Basically, Fandom was like, I will. Uh. Yeah. Send you back. Yeah.
1: go through here, and you. That yeah, made and he no vanished sense.
2: after they got to the tower. Yeah, uh-huh. it was you know, fairly pointless. Did his <laughs> how how was his plotline resolved? Did he ever come back? That's what I want to know. Mm, did they ever he ever get around that strange, bizarre uh, speech impediment they had? Yeah, it's worth saying that this
1: story is actually revisited with a couple of sequels. Is it in Adventure Comics? It won't be covering, but uh, Gorgonis comes back in Adventure 419 in A Nightmare Called Gorgonis. Oh. And then we have the final uh, Satana Adventure comic story in Adventure Comics 421 called The Brave and the Broken. But, yeah, so shortly after this, they do tie up some of the
2: scents. Interesting. But we're not going to cover those stories. I, do you know what? I didn't know that. I'm going to have to go and read the Gorgona story because I want to see what <laughs> happens next. That's exciting. Yes, listeners, we will be doing a few more stories from a few more issues of Adventure Comics in this period. So stay tuned for all of those. What did you think of the story then, Pete?
1: Gray Morrow's art, man. That I know, is it's
2: amazing. Stunning, isn't it? It's so
1: beautiful. See the see the close ups
2: of Satanna's face and the expressions. I know. The expressions and everyone's just sensational. I bet it doesn't look as good on the page as it probably was in real life. You know, I I mm-hmm. can I bet, you know, anything that the, the original art was probably Oh yeah. I mean parts two and three from the the really condensed reprints and the, the digest issues, mm-hmm. and they don't do it any justice at all. But, you know, it's like nothing else, mm-hmm. really. It's different from Neil Adams, but it's as good and it's yeah. as impressive, uh-huh. I think. I mean, that, mm-hmm. harking back to that panel when you see the JLA is just tremendous. But the rest of it, the casual way that we went to Times Square and saw, yeah, you know, uh-huh. dragons and stuff, and the real proper solid fantasy look to the, yeah. to the world of the dead and all that. We didn't really
1: talk about it, but the actual warriors, when you saw them, you didn't see them hugely up close. But they did have these hideous skeletal faces, but they were mostly in the background. You didn't really see them up close at any point, which I think if, if this had been a longer story, you would have had more emphasis on on the fight and been able to showcase that art yeah. a bit
2: better. I mentioned there the the, the edited reprint in DC Superstars issue eleven, like mm-hmm. a whole chunk of the fight with the Warriors and the Tower is just yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Like two panels of that is just excised completely. It reads I mean the the edited version reads fine. Mm-hmm. It just cuts out some of the recaps and the nice shot of Jeff and Z on the flying carpets missing. Mm-hmm interesting as always to compare the reprints and just notice some of the colouring changes here and yes, there uh-huh. i feel sorry for like whoever had to go and make up new colour plates every time they dug <laughs> this story out mm-hmm. i don't know about you but uh, i was having
1: did you ever watch the tv show coupling no okay because i was having coupling flashbacks at the end of part two when uh zatanna's got her hand up to her me she's going jeff oh jeffrey because that was a Catchphrase of one of the characters in Coupling. That's <laughs> lost
2: on me completely because I haven't seen the programme. And I probably never, probably will never watch it on account of who it was written by. But it's very good, though. I've heard that. I was struck as we were reading that um, Mr. Sloan, any relation to Terry? <laughs> Is he a nephew? Is he an Earth One counterpart nephew? He's the Earth One Mr. Terrific. He's yes. a terrific agent. Yes. Mm. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I thought he looked a bit...
1: He also reminded me of Funky Flashman, but that's obviously yes. because, again, the yes. Stan Lee reference. Yeah, so definitely, yeah.
2: He probably knows Funky Flashman, but he first appeared in Mr. Medical Issue 6, which was... It was published around that time, yeah, till of 71 and start of 72, mm-hmm. yeah. So can, that's so, interesting. There must have been something in the water. With the Stan Lee
1: homage slash yeah, parody slash fact,
2: archetype. In fact, it was written by Len Wein. Yeah, I'm sure Len would have been aware of Stan by this point. Oh, yeah. If he hadn't started at Marvel yet or not, we're not yeah. sure, mm-hmm. yeah. There's it's not an awful lot, really, to say. I think it's a fun little serialised story that jumps yeah. about. Reading it in a through line, you kind of get more of the dissociation or, of it all, like how the middle chapter with the tower doesn't mm-hmm. really connect to any of the rest of it at all. Yeah.
1: In saying that, they are really short chapters, yes. and they try and fit an awful lot in, yeah. and they have a complete story in each one, but it doesn't really serve the story, to be honest. If it had been one single issue, it could have expanded on that. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, because of the, the page count, there's only so much you can fit in. And, and again, just think, imagine this had been three separate issues. Mm. Think of the grey moral art on that. Oh gosh, I know. I mean, we saw when I mean, he's taken to the, the city where Varnu is king. If well, He thinks he's king because he goes, I'm a uh,
2: king. Yeah, what was Varnu's hesitation and stuff? That was uh, incredibly mild, didn't Yeah, I can't it think of anything like that before. It's so weird. I don't know.
1: It's, it's almost like anti-shatner i don't know it's very strange
2: yeah i know what you mean but yeah we could have had
1: a whole big expanse of this stone city with its strange totems outside and that had been really fascinating and really great to look at but instead we could just get one panel with mainly taken up with jeff and his polka dotty trousers on the way in and then we're straight into the catacombs you know it's, it's it's weird
2: yeah I mean, I'm still not sure why Varnu took them to the tower in the first place. Was it just to dispose of them and dump them there? And you know, was it almost like a prison? That you, you, tower, well, I suppose Tower of the Dead, is it? Yeah. Just where he- he deposits people that are irritating him or winding him up. I don't Could know be. or mm.
1: maybe he's, he's actually wanting to get into tower at some point and thought these people have got a chance of destroying what's inside and I might be able to Did get in. Did
2: Terence Dix read this story when he was plotting the Five Doctors? Might have done. That's the question, isn't it? And they went between; they didn't go above mm. or below. Yes, yeah. interesting. And they were <laughs> faced with stuff as they went up a stone spiral staircase, and, mm-hmm. and there were oh, torches involved. Yes. Stuff. yes, interesting. Similar imagery. Listeners, yes. and I will use that to try and entice Papal <laughs> Kenny into listening to this episode. There we are.
1: But yeah, your, your Floronic Man comparison with uh, Gorgonus is very, very apt. Because mm. it, again, he it does kind of have that look. And with with the snakes for the hair, replacing what would have been Floronic Man's leaves. it's yes. uh, It's very striking. Yeah. Very striking.
2: Very stylized. Yeah, so. very similar.
1: But yeah, it's good that Gorgonis does come back in the sequel, and we get an answer to that story. But obviously, we're not going to get into that. Yes, you know. apologies,
2: listeners. You just have to track down a copy of those <laughs> stories yourself. I'm, yes. I'm pretty sure I've got them. If not, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll have to rake about and see. I kind of it would have been quite nice to sort of have a a sort of cutaway shot to Gorgonis like you know, impaling himself on a spike, or landing at a child's birthday party, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, just as some puppies were being born and causing havoc. Kind of yeah, yeah, really giving it an edge. <laughs> Or basically um, being undercover as a freelance
1: sculptor (laughs) just using his powers. Yes, when we write our DC comic
2: (laughs) we will write a full 12-issue miniseries about what yes. we will get the guy that does the covers for Danger Street to do the covers for us or something. Mm,
0: yeah, perfect. Mm. Perfect. Gorgonus.
2: Yeah, so it's um, fun to do this one, obviously, because we had a little flashback with The Elongating Man last week. So that was prompted, really. or We decided to do that then because we knew this story was coming up. Mm-hmm. So it made them a little relevant. So it was a couple of weeks of Zatara and Zatara goodness. Right, so jumping forward now to get some contemporary correspondence. First of all, looking at issue 418 going to give you a segment from a letter from Joe Arul, Fort Lee, New Jersey. Dear Editor, there were so many good things about Adventure Comics 413 that I hardly know where to begin. Perhaps it would be best if I commenced with what excited me the most, namely the announcement in the letter column that following Zatanna, which incidentally promises to be a very excellent series, there will be other characters featured in new stories. Quite frankly, I wasn't too impressed with the selection of The Vigilante, a one-time third-rate filler in action, as the next star on the agenda, but I was impressed with the choice of the bird lady to fill this spot, and yes, indeed, we will be covering those Vigilante and Black Canary stories in coming episodes. We certainly shall. A little segment now from the next letter from Bob Pinyar, from Sarayville, New Jersey. He quickly says that the Zatanna adventure was too much. Grey Morrow and Lane Ween proved to be a perfect team in relating her adventures to us. So that's nice. I hope she'll be appearing every once in a while. The responds to that, says, how about next issue? And that refers to the Gorgonis story that Peter told us about. Mm-hmm. The next letter is from Gerard Triano, Element, New York. A lot of people, presuming the NJ is New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people from that, from Eastern Seaboard, writing in. Gerard says, quickly, since Zatanna's last JLA appearance was a near disaster, harsh, I didn't expect much here, but Len Wein did it again. He and Grey Morrow have made her come to life in this well done story. I'm anxious to see Black Canary as well. Since it's something I asked for a while back. Now, if you could keep my feet on the ground as often as you turn out hit comics, we'd be all right. Well, the response to that was Now that you've seen the Alex Todd version of Black Canary, don't you think it's worth waiting for? Well, we'll decide on that in a few weeks' time, probably. <laughs> yes. And now Peter's going to read a little chunk from the final letter of this issue.
1: Ah, Zatanna. Lovely sorceress. I always felt that she was a rather colourless character until now. Oh boy, when you make changes, do you make changes? Her old-fashioned garb next to her manager-slash-boyfriend's mod attire makes a refreshing contrast. I happen to like Geoffrey Sloane, so any further developments in their personal relationship have my blessing. I also approve of the fact that Jeff seems to be a little huskier than your usual male romantic interests. I suspect also that he may be a trifle shorter than Zatanna. This bit of realism is highly commendable. These relatively small details have a profound influence on the total effect of honesty. I am biased because I like continued stories, but I really like the way you ended the first part of this one. It introduces you to buy the next issue without being a cliffhanger. Cliffhangers remind me of soap operas. Marvel tends to fall into that trap too often. I'll be anxiously awaiting the next issue of Adventure. And that's from Ilona R. Arwitz from Brooklyn, New
2: York. Yep, quick editorial spawn says, Thanks, that's what we tried to do, give you an episode complete in itself, You know the story is continued. Moving on to issue 419's letter column now. Nothing too much to report from the first letter, so apologies to Mike Jackson from Palm Springs. But the second letter has a little snippet that says... Next are your choices of reprints. They have been, for the most part, exceptional. Remember, this is the days of the 52-page giant Mm -hmm. listeners. Animal Man, one of my favourite Strange Adventures features, was greatly welcome. How about new material with him? The Legion stories you've chosen have been among the best of the 40 period. He continues... However, the feature that stands out the most is Satana by Wayne and Morrow. Superb scripting and beautiful art make this the best since The Sandman by Simon and Kirby in Adventure. Ooh. I can hardly wait for the upcoming Vigilante, Black Canadian, whoever else you have planned. Adventure, which is probably the best mag for back features in the golden age of comics, has come back to reclaim that honour. My hat's off to you. And that's from none other than Paul Cooperberg of Brooklyn, New York. Wow, future DC writer and legend. Yeah, Paul exciting. Cooperberg. Indeed. Exciting. Peter is going to read a little chunk from you from the next
1: letter. I like the Zatanna strip very much. Grey Morrow's art is really nice and the, so far, science fiction-ish plotline is refreshing. So that was nice. (laughs) And that letter's from? That's from David Michelini, again, future comic writer from Louisville, Kentucky.
2: Yep. And one final letter from 418 observes that he thinks the Zatanna series is great with her compliments to Mises Wayne and Morrow. Um, that's those nice words coming from carol strickland Fiatville nc nc where's that north carolina yes way steve i'm getting there right and then we're going to jump to issue 420 there's no
1: comment in zatanna in the first letter however the second one says dear editor i've just finished reading the third part of your great zatanna series and just had to write to let you know how much i enjoyed it graymore's art is the best i've ever seen him do and ween's story was great until she returns, I'm going to be hounding you guys every issue for more news stories of Satana. She's fabulous. P.S. Supergirl's okay too. And that's from Greg Myers from Lima, Ohio. Traffic. And that kind of wraps up the letter column. There's no more mention of Satana in the letter column. Oh, that's
2: disappointing. Yeah. Oh well. Not so, to worry. But yes, so thank you, Greg, for your one solo contribution. Yes, and it's, it's good to see that at least folk back in the day would enjoy it as much as we did. Yes.
1: But listeners... Let us know what you think. You can email us at theearth 2 podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on social media because as ever we'll be posting up some lovely bonus material for you for this and indeed every episode on Facebook and Instagram at the Earth 2 podcast and at Twitter we're at podcast underscore earth2.
2: If you're feeling generous you can go to wherever it is you receive your podcasts and write us a nice positive review. That'd be lovely. Michael Rosenbaum on the Talk well podcast says that that's a good thing to do. So if you could that'd be great fantastic and you should listen to the talkville podcast if you're a dc fan and you watch smallville because it's a lot of fun it's very interesting that's my podcast recommendation of the week (laughs) but as pete says check out the socials might just scrape a few other zatanna covers together we'll post up the cover of the reprints and stuff so you can have a look at them and obviously Mm -hmm. we'll post a few panel highlights a lot of good response to our social media stuff recently which is nice and makes it all feel worthwhile yes thank you very much for that folks yeah
1: terrific and on that note I've been Retep Nosto.
2: And I've been Leeds DeVad. We'll see you next time on
1: the Earth, the Earth 2, 2 Podcast.
2: Podcast.
0: Backwards. <laughs> Transmatter Cube activated. Return coordinate set for Earth Prime. But at the time it took you to read these words, Zatanna and Jeff have... Sorry, Zatanna
1: and Jeff sounds so naff, doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe it should be the amazing Jeff. <laughs> The lovely Jeff. Yes. The lovely Jeff And the lovely Jeff. Yeah.
0: Shadows deep, dark, reach. (laughs) I went way too high.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Outtake-a-rama. Yeah. BBC4 now, listeners. Mm. What? You tried to outnumber Gorgonus, but but, what? You tried to outnumber, you tried to say your lines. (laughs) Jeff says, Huh? He's alive again. Where did you become Jeff? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. i just, oh, sorry, man. I was reading it. Sorry.